Uh, We have started a new series. Pastor Jim started a new series this past weekend called Unshakable. And it's it's, it's for us to to, to, to stand strong, to stand firm on God's word and in our faith. You know, when when everything seems to be going chaotic, we are to be unshakable. We want to continue to have a strong faith to be able to to stand against against the enemy, to be able to stand when times are tough and be able to reflect the goodness of who God is. So we we want you guys to join us every week and every Wednesday. This unshakable series will carry on throughout uh, the rest of the month. We're going to have uh, focuses on how to have a strong family through these unshakable times. We're going to have you know, just a lot of good uh, good content that will help edify your, your faith and build your and, and just continue to build you up to continue to go further along in your faith journey. And with that, guys, today, again, I just want to help encourage you a little bit about what it is to be unshakable. Um, I remember um, I, for 20, for about 20 years or so, I was a, a kids pastor um, throughout the city of San Antonio. And one of the greatest things I loved about being a kids pastor was, was the games we would play. And even back then, the games we played now are probably not even legal. Now, I don't know what happened uh, with, with parents and kids. Hey, parents, we're all the same age. We played those games. We came out fine. Like the games like Red Rover, you know, we would have all the kids lined up. They'd have the arms linked and we would find the smallest kid to run towards the the line and of course that kid would wind up and he would go and he would get clothes hung and we would laugh at him as he laid crying but it was great it was fun but that was kids ministry we had a great time but the thing was is that as it dwindled down there was always one kid whether it's in red rover or even dodgeball and dodgeball was even who remembers dodgeball remember dodgeball yeah you know i was always the first one getting out i was that slow kid you know just and you're done. But the bottom line is that, like in dodgeball, I remember watching my son in dodgeball, and we were playing at thin air, and I'm sorry, not thin air, at, at altitude, and all these older kids were getting in. They were throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, and they were knocking kids out. My son was one of the last ones there, and they thought that he was easy pickings, and they got the ball, and there was about five teenagers. They're throwing every ball. I mean, he's dodging and weaving. He's dropping and he's ducking, and I was so proud of him. He wound up getting out. Hey, but hey, I was proud as a dad because he didn't run to a corner. He stood his ground. He was right in the middle of the trampoline. He was like, come on, come get me. He was taunting them. He was doing things that I probably can't do up here on the platform. But he was just motioning to them like, come on, try to get me. And those guys were frustrated. And I was just watching my son. He wasn't afraid he stood strong in the middle until they finally took him out. And, I, and he says, Daddy, how did I do? I said, you did great. You did wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Like, it was just a great dad moment to see your son say, man, this guy's not backing down. And it was wonderful to see. And I think, and, I, and just thinking about that, I know that's what God wants for us. God wants us to stand our ground. He wants us to stand strong in the face of adversity. We live in a culture and a society where they're just bombarding the church. They're bombarding Christians. They're, and they want, they want to bring us down. They want to destroy our faith. But we need to stand our ground. There's things in life that, that, that seem crazy and chaotic. Finances, kid problems, marital trouble. And sometimes you want to give up and don't think God is able to, to see us through. But guess what? God wants us to be unshakable. He wants us to stand strong. He wants us to stand firm. And the only reason he wants us to stand firm is for one reason. It's to bring him glory. That is the biggest thing. And the big idea that I want you guys to take home with you, there's a big idea that I just want to share with you, and it's going to be on the screen. The big idea is this. When everyone around me is overtaken, 
I know I will never be shaken. And that's the thing. I remember going to being in, 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 in youth group when I was back in a teenager and people would ask me, what makes you so sure about your faith? Why are you so confident? And even as the years have gone by, I have been asked that question by young adults, by people saying, why are you so certain? And it's because I've seen God at work in my life. I've seen him in the big and I've seen him in the little. And just real quick, if I could just take you along with me in the Bible, if you have your Bibles, open up, or we'll do it just real, this will be very brief, very quick. And one of my favorite and probably one of the most popular stories in the Bible, David and Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I'll just run through the story if you want to, if you can indulge me. As you can tell, some of y'all, if this is your first time seeing me, like, man, this guy's really hyper. Yes, I have five kids, and that's part of being in kids' ministry. I'm always pretty hyper. But the bottom line is this. In this story, David was a shepherd boy. And we we all know David and Goliath. Goliath was what was taunting uh, the, 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 the Israelites. So we read in the story as it opens up. It says that David, uh, uh, the Israelites are on one hill. Goliath on the other hills are valley in the middle. And there's some things in your app. If you want to look at your app, if I want to, I just want to point out a few, a few verses on there. It says this in, 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 in 1 Samuel 17, 4, it says Goliath came out of the camp. If you have a highlighter or pen, you can go ahead and underline that. And in 1 Samuel 17, 8, it says, Goliath stood and shouted. And as you read the story further, it says, after Goliath stood and shouted, Saul, the king, the most powerful man in the country, and the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. And in my mind, I'm thinking they were shaken. They were nervous. They were scared because this nine-foot Mammoth of a man is taunting them, challenging them to come out, saying, come, someone fight me. And they were scared. They were shaken. And so we live in a world, guys, like I said, where, where, where the, the world is constantly attacking the church. They, they want the church. They want believers in Christ, people who are sound, Bible-believing, Christ-centered uh, believers. The, the enemy wants us to cower and to shake and doubt our God. But that's not what we're designed for. God has not called us to be cowards. God has called us to come forward and take a stand and do something, to take a stand for our family, to take a stand for our kids, take a stand for our marriage, take a stand to say, hey, I'm going to believe that God's promises are true, that God's promises never fall to the ground, that he accomplishes every single one. But one guy came out, the little shepherd boy that I talked about, David came out. And David says this in 1732, he says, let no one lose heart. On account of this Philistine, your servant will go and fight him. Of course, his brothers got annoyed and they told him to go home, but he did it. He stood his ground. He says, I am going to fight this guy. And they brought David to the king. He goes to the king. He says, hey, guess what? I want to fight him. The king says, no, you're just a boy. He says, I'm going to do this. He sends them out. David goes out to fight Goliath. He's there. He has his sling and his stones. He has them in his pocket. He's coming to this mammoth of a man. He seems Goliath offended, and he's, and he's like, what is going on here? And what happens is, is David looks at him, and David says one thing. He says this. He says, I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty. And he says more in 1 Samuel 17, 46, he says this. He says, he says, I am going to deliver your hands, your head, your body, your carcass to the animals. And, and he says something very, very important that, that a lot of times we miss in the story. David says this, I'm going to deliver you into the hands of the, uh, of the birds and the animals. And he says this, and, and that the whole world will know that there is a God 
in Israel. That's the thing. God, God, guys, God wants us to declare that there is a God, that we believe in a true God, that there is no reason why we should be afraid of anything. And the reason why David, the reason why David was able to stand firm in front of, in front of his enemy, in front of this giant, was because he experienced three things. He experienced the true presence of God. He was a shepherd, and he was out in the fields, and he, was a, and he wrote a lot of the Psalms. And if you read some of the Psalms, and if you want to write a few of these down, Psalms 1611, Psalms 139.7, Psalms 27, Psalms 23, one of the most popular ones. He says, I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. David did not afraid because he knew that God was always with them. Sometimes, guys, we pray for God's presence. We pray for God to be real. But, but a lot of times, we don't really mean it. We don't expect God to answer that. We don't expect God to actually show up and say, God, just be with me. But we pray it very frivolously. If you would know and think about all the times that God has brought you to where you are, where he's protected you, where he's been with you, you will realize that God has never left you. He's always with you. The people who were baptized, they made that declaration. They said, you know what? God's presence is real in my life. Number two, David experienced the power of God. He experienced it when he was in the field. He told the king that, that, that God protect me from the mouth of the lion, the paw of the bear. The same God who saved me from them will, will help me deliver, will deliver me out of the hands of this Philistine. You have to understand, we have to reflect on the goodness and the power of God that no matter what comes your way, no matter what happens, God is able to protect you and give you that power to sustain. The, and the, we read all the scriptures that God is the same yesterday and forever. And that is the deal. We have to understand that the same God that's in this Bible that I believe as a five-year-old boy is the same God today. And he's the same God to you. And he wants to make you unshakable. He wants to help you move forward in his power. And David also understood the protection of God. David described God as a shield, as his strength, as a strong tower. And, and ladies and gentlemen, with all my love, we need to understand all the attributes and the beauty of who God is. And when you begin to understand and experience the true presence of the almighty God. There is nothing that can shake us. There is nothing that can deter you. Your family will be, be back together. Your marriages will be healed. You will see your finances flourish when you begin to obey what God has told you to do. You will be with, I could tell you so many stories, but I have no time to tell you all the stories of all the goodness of all the provision of a wonderful God. And I could stand here as a 42 year old man saying, I will never be shaken. I would be ridiculous to move away. And I pray that for you, that you would experience the power, the protection, and the true presence of God. And that way you will, when, no matter what comes your way, when people begin to doubt and people begin to fall away, that you will say, I will not be shaken. I will not be quiet. I will not be silent. I will shout. I will, not, I will not be with the cowards. I will come forward. I will not be belittled by fear, but I will be strong. I will be bold, and I will take big risks of faith like all the heroes in the Bible. I challenge you with that. During your week, get into God's word. Look at all the goodness and all the love and experience the true presence of God, and that will make you unshakable. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
we just thank you because you are so good. To see the lives that were changed, God, that just builds me up and it gets me encouraged to know, God, that you are still a real and powerful God. That when life change happens, that is evidence of you. When we go through tough times and we come out on the other side unscathed, unscarred, unhurt, it's because to bring you glory. Everything we do, God, may our lives be a prayer. May our lives bring you glory in everything we say and everything we do and everything we think and how we be behave. God, may we be a reflection of who you are, that when people see us walking down our hallways at work or in our neighborhoods, they will know that there is a God. Father, we thank you. Bless us through the remainder of this week. May we see your presence at work. We love you and we thank you in your wonderful name. Amen. Guys, if you have any questions, feel free. I will be here in the front. We can chat and talk. We look forward to seeing you this weekend. Be blessed this week.